Welcome back to NFL Rants and Raves. I'm Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. On Wednesday, 27th, 2019, episode 15.15, the week 13 show. Happy Thanksgiving, Steve. Happy Thanksgiving. It's that, that good time of the year. Thanksgiving Turkey, week. stuffing. Holidays. Everything's nice. To all of you listening to the United States, happy Thanksgiving. To everyone else listening around the world, happy week of calmness before the craziness that is hobby, holiday shopping. Because that, that's coming. Oh, no, no, no. You <laughs> clearly haven't been in the store. <laughs> it, has, it has been around since at least Labor Day, if not sooner. Since when did Black Friday become Black Friday month? It's not just a day anymore. It's like a month now. Yeah, I've, I've been eyeing up an Xbox. They've been on sale for like a month. <laughs> They've just Craziness. Oh, my gosh. To everyone watching on Monday night, I don't think watching the game on TV is a real indication of just how good and how fast Lamar Jackson is. I have a rave later on on that kid. It was incredible to see live. The Steelers and the Browns go at it again. This time sans Miles Garrett. Steve and I have got plenty to say about that game. It's going to be interesting, and I think it just might be this week's challenge game again. Jerry Jones is not happy with the coaching, duh, and the P.I. rule rears its ugly head in New Orleans, of all places. We'll get to all of that and our Week 13 picks, so let's chomp it in. Bringing American football to the world. It's Steven Miranda and Steve Fry with NFL Rants and Raves. All righty, Steve. Welcome back, man. I think it, I think Wednesday's now our day. I think it may officially become our day. Yeah, we're slowly working into more frequently doing Wednesday <laughs> than Tuesday. So. Just life gets in the way. I tell you, I can't. Yeah, you know, can't say anything about that. Let's start in Dallas. We're after a 13-9 loss to the New England Patriots in New England in what could only be described as a monsoon. Jerry Jones was frustrated. That's was, that was his line. He's like, I shouldn't be this frustrated. With all the talent on my team, I shouldn't be this frustrated. You, you've got to love Jerry Jones because when he's, when he's happy, <laughs> he doesn't come out and say, I was generally pleased with the coaching. I mean, he's, he's out there saying these were the greatest coaching staff you've I ever know, seen, I and then know. the next week when they don't win. <laughs> but then later on, uh, a, a couple of days later, he says, the buck stops with me. And I'm like, duh, Jerry, you're the general manager. We've okay. been saying that for a, a while, while now. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing, Steve. What, what, I, what I love about Jerry Jones is, like, I Look, I've been saying it for the year. I was like, I think the owner is great. Jerry Jones, the owner, fantastic, top-notch. I do truly believe, and not just because I cheer on the Dallas Cowboys, I do truly believe he is the best owner, not just in football, but in all of sports. He cares for his product. He cares about putting a good product on the field. He spends money on bringing in players to improve his product, and then he has full control of his product. He literally has taken control of the Dallas Cowboys away from the NFL. You know how, like, sometimes there's a, a promotion with Bud Light and, like, they have those cans. They have every can but the Cowboys. except the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Because he has a partnership with Coors and that uh, brewing entity, whoever that might be, right? Because Jerry Jones is a businessman at heart. 
and he knows truly how to – I mean, come on. He took a $187 million franchise and is now the highest sport franchise in the world. He just They just surpassed the Real Madrids and, you know, those football clubs from Spain. He just surpassed them. So they're like something like $6 billion. You want to buy the Dallas Cowboys right now? You got to start with like a minimum offer of $6 billion. Good luck. That's huge. And that's assuming he's going to let him go. <laughs> exactly. So that's that. But when it comes to Jerry Jones being the general manager, and a lot of people say, why does he always talk to the media? Why is Jerry Jones? You're getting him confused. See, Jerry Jones, the owner, would not talk to the media. But Jerry Jones is the general manager. So he talks to the media. There's all the other GMs after games are available for the media. And so Jerry Jones is talking to the media not as the owner, but as the GM, and that's what a lot of people forget. But what I say is, Jerry Jones, you're not you're a businessman. You're great at what you do. You're great at being the owner and making the Cowboys this global phenomenon that you have made them. But when it comes to GM status, and you have to decide on all the coaches and all the players and who to sign, that's probably not your forte. It's not your cup of tea. I don't understand why this man will not, as, as brilliant as he is as a businessman, not understand how he should have a general manager running his football team for him. I, I won't understand a, that. A football person making football well, decisions. Decisions. That's it. And uh, I, I think it would it would make because for you to say the buck stops with you, yes, sir, it does, and it will continue to stop with you until you hire a GM to make those football moves for you. Um so it's funny to see when he does talk. But, but people, because I know my brother's like, why the hell is he always getting in front of the media and talking to the media? Well, he's the GM, dude. That's what GMs do. They talk to the media. Uh, but you can't. some people cannot separate that entity, I guess. Well, and that's a challenge that even as he's speaking as the GM, and I understand that concept, he is still the owner. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's one where uh, you're, 31 other GMs can say, well, I would do this, but, you know, I've got an ownership that I need to appease and, and whether it be, you know, like the Packers where it's not a single owner or every other team where it is an owner. In the case of Jerry, it's Jerry GM is like, well, you know, the owner has to approve it. Oh, that's right. I'm the owner. I can approve it. Yeah. So the, when, when he says something, it carries more weight than most GMs. Oh, true. True. That is true. All right. Enough with that. But I just thought it was kind of funny seeing Jerry. Because he, he legitimately – was PO'd. He was <laughs> upset after the game. And, and and I've seen Jerry, you know, upset. I've never seen him this bad. I mean, he was – if 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 the Well, given Dallas, the way the Cowboys performed in that game, yeah, I mean, was, you just it, – it's not like they, they played a good close game and they lost it at the end. I mean, they just laid an egg from the kickoff. Yeah, but you he know what? He had three they, hours of just seething in his owner's box. As horrible as that was, they still had a chance to the end until the Zebras got involved. Well, so. I, I'm not saying the Patriots <laughs> were blowing them out of the water. Right, right, I'm right, just right. saying that the Cowboys were never oh, really there. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. All right, moving on to New Orleans, where, oh, my God, Steve, guess what happened? Pass interference. Pass interference. So last year, NFC Championship game, there is a clear pass interference that everybody in the world saw except the officials in New Orleans. Because of that call, the league had to make changes, and now guess what? P.I. is a reviewable penalty. 
for now. How has that worked? <laughs> Not so well. All right, so here we come. End of the game. Carolina's down by seven. They're inside the red zone. They need a touchdown to tie. Fourth down. Player comes across the middle, and he, I think, got sniffed on by a Saints defender. No call was made. But Carolina challenged the call. <laughs> they were like, there was P.I. there. The guy sniffed on him a little bit and altered his route. Now, I thought that only egregious and obvious calls were going to get changed. Well, unless you're the Saints. Unless you're the Saints. And I think that maybe, and here's conspiracy theory Stephen Miranda coming out. I think maybe the league's like, let's stick it to the Saints and show them what they made us do. They went and they changed the call to pass interference for literally a guy bumping, like a, a minor bump of the receiver coming across. They gave them a first down, and, of course, they scored. They scored a touchdown. They tied the football game. Fortunately for the Saints, <laughs> Joey Sly, the kicker for the Carolina Panthers, missed a chip shot field goal and gave the Saints the ball back. Saints marched down the field, kicked their field goal, and they won in the end. They wound up winning the football game, but this was clearly a case where the interpretation of that challengeable P.I. call could have affected the Saints in a negative way again. Sean Payton was not happy. No. He, to say that he was not happy is, is an understatement. He was, as NFL, <laughs> as NFL.com writes in their headline, miffed. He was miffed, Steve. Miffed is not the word I would use, but this is a family show. We have seen over the course of 12 weeks, or 11 weeks because it was week 12, that they just weren't changing calls, right? They're not, you know. vast majority, they're not touching them, yep. I think, what, it was like 2% they were changing? Sure. Let's go with 2%. That's a good number because I think that's what it was. It was like 2.3%, something like that. Now, this call was it, – it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, man, that was pass interference. It was like, eh, yeah, he touched him, but the ball was, you know, way over the dude's head. It, it, nah, they're not going to change that. When the ref came out and said – and he put his arms – he extended his arms and said pass interference – I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Of all the calls that you can that you could have changed that we've been watching where we're like, yeah, that should be interference. They're going to change that one. And they come back it's like, yeah, it's field, ruling on the field stands. This should have been a ruling on the field stands. And I, I don't know where, if they were kind of like giving a jab to the Saints with this one. And, and this is one of these frustrating things. If it was – because it's not the guys on the field that are – making that decision on their own. No, the head ref is, is communicating with, with New York or You're whoever right. is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it point is that there is a there isn't a, a, a person or an entity. I, I don't know that Al spends you know, watches every one of these for right. every game, but right. but there's He's got a crew in New York. Right. There's yeah. a grouper crew that, that that watches all of these and has been watching them all season long. So it's not like finally you had <laughs> It's like it's like a judge out here in California that says, "Well, I've been waiting on a specific topic to come to my courtroom so I can make a statement." Right. And 
that's what the the ref here was doing. No, no, it's you the weren't same making group this in New York that's been making these decisions all year. How do they take a right turn on how they're going to enforce this thing? I was I was like, how are you going to wait till the final minutes of a game in the same stadium where it was so? Because if you look at this call and you look at the call last year in the NFC Championship, yeah. <laughs> There is no way. No, like, if this call doesn't get called in the NFC Championship game, nobody bats an eye because it really was that yeah. incidental of a thing. It, it's one of those where fans of one team are saying, oh, that should have been called. The other one's saying, oh, I don't know. I didn't yeah. see anything. And you, you have a fun little jab, but at right. the end of the day, you know, nobody gets upset. <laughs> I was like, of, of all the places – where you're going to make uh, – we're going to change this call. It, it, once again, it, it, conspiracy theory people are going to be like, just, they we're just trying to show the Saints this is what they bought into. Right? Maybe? I don't know that it was the Saints that oh, – whatever. Let's not get into it. <laughs> Let's not get into it. No, no uh, we've, we've, we've poked this bear too much. Let's we have. I want to poke it one more time, Steve. No, I'm just kidding. Finally, I, we have we have a lot more football left to go yes. this season. I'm sure we will poke it again. <laughs> oh my God, I hope not. I really, I hope the league actually. You know what the league should do is we come out. Okay, we've tried this pass interference replay thing. It's it's golf for the playoffs. We're not doing it in the playoffs. And then you know they miss a call again. We'll be right back here. Exactly. All right, rematch time. I I don't have a rematch. What what would be a good rematch kind of thing? Do we do like Game of Thrones or like? Is that a rematch thing? It's close. I was thinking Western. I don't know if I have a Western. Let's just, let's just go with this. Rock, Cleveland Brown. Heading to Steel Town to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last time these two teams met, helmets were used as weapons. And players, 33 players, mind you, were either suspended or fine for their activities in the brawl of the century. This is a long song. It, it really is. I, I should probably stop it now because it goes on for another 58 seconds. Um, you, you were running out of dialogue. There, <laughs> yeah, to, that was. I was like, now I just got to vamp because <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be able to vamp for another minute. So we're going to get to this game a little bit later in the show. It's a game of interest. Uh, once again, we find ourselves on opposite sides of this game. Is Miles Garrett now going to be there, going to make a difference in this football game? Well, of course it's going to make a difference. So th there's multiple ways. It it's the motivation coming into the game that's going to be a big thing. Right. He was a playmaker on the field. Right, right. So not having him there is going to make a difference for that defense. All right, uh, I can't wait till we get into that. All right, before we get to all the Week 13 picks, I'm going to have a rave. It's happiness time. It's a it's a time to be thankful and to be happy during Thanksgiving. So let's give us a rave. So I was fortunate enough to be in the L.A. Coliseum for Monday Night Football, Steve. Baltimore Ravens. Los Angeles Rams. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it was more like mustard versus grape jelly. Yes. Yeah. It, it was pretty ugly. <laughs> the uniforms were, uh, I don't know. If they, uh, 
I, I love some of the I, – I don't want to just dismiss the color rush unis, but some color rush unis are better than others. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm trying to decide who I want to be making the decision on. I, I think whatever designer they have making the decision on the color rush, they then just need a panel of guys with beers. <laughs> No, 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 that's not going to work. Yeah, don't do that one. Don't do that one. They may need a panel. But I want to rave on on Lamar Jackson. Let's just put it that way. Is my first time seeing him live in person. And like I said earlier in the intro, I don't believe that watching him on TV is a, is a real indication and gives you a real feeling of just how fast he is. I mean, when he turns... You know when you see running backs head into the corner and then they finally hit the corner and they beast? He, his jets are already on getting to the corner. He doesn't wait to turn on the jets until he gets to the corner. He's already running at full speed. And he didn't have – well, he did have one real spectacular run where it looked like he was going to get sacked and he gets on it and he just rushes and he gets to the one-yard line. I actually thought he scored the touchdown, but um, from what I was sitting, I, I think I was blocked. He got to the one-yard line, and then Mark Ingram scored on, on the very next play. But his runs went – like I said earlier, I, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I said when he makes a decision that he's going, he is going. And, and when I say he's going, he is gone. I mean, he is that fast. He was probably the fastest guy on the football field on Monday night. And I love his decision-making ability now throwing the football because when he decides I'm throwing the football, it is on point. I think I was a little happy because I had Marquise Brown as my wide receiver. I was chasing 12 points in a couple leagues uh, heading into Monday Night Football. And within the first five minutes of the game, I'm yeah, already got the, <laughs> I got the lead. <laughs> he scored two touchdowns, right? It was, it was pretty amazing. But the thing about Lamar Jackson is for a kid who coming out of college and every, you know, Everybody's telling him, oh, I think you need to be a running back. Oh, I think you need to maybe move to wide receiver. And no one really thought – no one really even considered him to be the quarterback. And 31 teams pass on him, right? That's a lot of teams passing on you. And the Baltimore Ravens always seem to find – and all the news their front office there always makes decisions on how to evaluate talent differently than – the other teams decide. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give him a shot. Not only is he gonna be a, come in and be a quarterback, Jim Harbaugh had the forethought last year to be like, you know what? It's time to move away from the static quarterback that we have, that is Joe Flacco, and we're gonna give this kid a shot, and we're gonna we're going to play to his strengths. Because I think one of the mistakes other t- other teams do is they bring in a, a player like Lamar Jackson and they try to change who he is. They try to change his style of play to fit their system. This is what an NFL quarterback is. Exactly. Never and mind <laughs> you won three national championships with your legs under matter. center. So the the Ravens have fully embraced, and I go back to the beginning of the year. Remember uh, Harbaugh said, what's the over-under on how many times he's going to you know rush the ball? I said, I'd bet the over. He really meant that. He said, I think now Lamar Jackson is making the decision for himself. This is the time to run. This is the time to throw. He is being timely with those decisions, and it's just so fast. I think it's faster than anybody else on the football field, and that's why it's working so well for the Ravens. Well, I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago that 
the most impressive thing is when you watch a lot of other quarterbacks who are scrambling, they, they've got their eyes downfield until there's a point where they say, okay, now I'm going to run it. When he decides he's going to run it, there's not a lot of looking downfield. Yeah, he's, he's making sure that he's got lanes to, he, to run. He puts that he, – he tucks that ball in and goes, and, and that's where the speed comes from. Is since he's not trying to run, dodge tacklers – Stay behind blockers yeah. and still look downfield. He just makes that decision. He's gone. and and most importantly, as you said, he's more than what we saw last year. He is staying in that pocket to find the open receiver. So it's it's not like throwing the ball is a well once in a while. I've got to do it to keep the defense honest. I mean, he's he's lighting teams up with the pass and then the run. And there's the success because because he is beating him with the pass. You can't just play the run. You, right, you can't, you know, you can't have that spy just on him because well, and, he'll and throw you, it. Not just you can't, you can't just play the running back. You've got to play the running back and the quarterback against the run. So the the spy on the defense has to sit there and pay attention to two different backs, a quarterback and a running back. Yeah, and that opens up the secondary for a pass. Five touchdown passes against the run. I thought that game was going to be close, and at halftime, I looked at my buddy. I was like. Whenever you want to go, we can go because there's no coming back from no. this. I'm glad we stayed to watch the c- continued onslaught. The Rams are in trouble, Steve. They are. It, it's, I mean, look at where they are uh, wild card wise. They're certainly not winning that division with the way how San Francisco and Seattle is playing. They're going to need a lot of help to be a wild card team and get into the playoffs. Yeah, just one note on Seattle. Yeah. How I mean, you almost have to feel bad for them. They put together a great nine and two record, and they're still a wild card. And they're <laughs> in second place. Yeah, they the great thing about that they play each other one more time. Right. Yes. And that's going to decide the division, man. That how how much do you want to be at that? And, game? and the Seahawks have the tiebreaker. Should they exactly? Should correct. they wind up tied? I I if I can find a way to get to that game, we it would be awesome. I think it would be great to watch. All right. We're going to move on because we have all 16 games to talk about, Steve. There are no more buys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, it's good to have them all back. Bye to the buys. All 16 teams, all 16 games, all 32 teams back on the schedule. And we'll start with tomorrow, Thanksgiving triple header. <laughs> so real quickly, because we had this discussion, I think we just need to tell the fans. Steve was like saying... What's going on with the night game? Is it always the same team? So I had to explain, no, the night game now, the, the, the third game that's been added to Thanksgiving, it, it's, it rotates with all the other 30 teams that are not the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. And why do the Lions and the Cowboys always have Thanksgiving? Well, the league went to all 32 teams while back, actually 30 teams because they didn't have the two expansion teams yet, uh, the Panthers and the Jags, 30 teams, and they said, hey, we're, we're thinking about, you know, playing a football game on Thanksgiving. Who's in? And none of the teams were in. And, and the Cowboys and the Lions were interested. They were the two, the only the two teams that say, we'll host a home Thanksgiving game on Thanksgiving. And then Tex Graham, who was brilliant, he, you know, Tex Graham for the Dallas Cowboys, he was always about the media is our friend. We want to give the media access. We know that it's good exposure to have our team out there on a day where it's only them. We'll do it if you always give us the Thanksgiving game. And so the league kind of hemmed and hawed about it. I was like, well, we only got two teams that are 
stepping up. So, sure, you can have it. Not a lot of negotiations going on that. <laughs> exactly right, because there's only the Cowboys You're alive. negotiating against no one, so good luck. <laughs> All right. So then they got – so it was always the Cowboys and the Lions. Then about 10 years ago, eight years ago, the rest of the team started, oh, you know, these Cowboys and Lions got it pretty good. They always get to play at home on Thanksgiving. That's really cool. How do we get in on that action? And the league said, well, we can't because we're obligated to always have the Lions and the Cowboys play because they negotiated this back when when we made this deal. When we were still open for negotiations. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's add a third game, and then we'll rate, rotate that third game am- amongst the, the rest of the team. So that's kind of how that played out, and that's kind of like the history of the Thanksgiving game. Uh, I, for one, am thankful that the Dallas Cowboys decided they wanted to play that Thanksgiving game and always on Thanksgiving because – I cannot remember Thanksgiving where I did not get to watch the Dallas Cowboys play football, and that's pretty cool. So that's that. All I'll right. be watching them again. Thank you for the history. Yeah, there you go, a little history lesson. Let's start in Detroit where the Detroit Lions are hosting the Chicago Bears, a divisional rivalry here that, uh, well, this game really doesn't mean anything. Uh, yeah, I was going to say ri- rivalry at the moment seems a little – Overstated, given yeah, the know. records. Uh, you know what? I, can I, I? I'd like to officially change my pick. Can I do that? Sure. I'm just thinking about. I had the lion. Let's just tell everybody. I had the lions. Yep. As as do you. And, and I I thought the lions. You know, I'm the lions at home. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I wait, don't wait, like. No, I don't have the lions. Oh, you have the bears. I have, I the, have bears. the lions. Yeah. I have the lions. I'm changing to the bears. Okay. I just decided right now. You were confusing me. I'm like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> a Staffordless Lions. Yeah, I, and I think that, <laughs> and I think that's why I'm making. This, I don't know about this Driscoll cat, man. The Lions' offense—they've not been able to generate a whole lot of nothing. Uh, and even though they're at home, I think the Bears will be fine. I, I yes, I'm okay. I'm I'm taking the Bears. All right, now I have to change my sheet too. Why do you have your Bears? Why did I pick the Bears? Yes. Because the Lions don't have Stafford. Yeah, there you go. Right. I mean, that's really it. I, I have no faith in the Bears to win this thing, right? The, the, Does anybody the, have the faith Bears in the Bears? The Bears defense is not as – they're not what they were last year. They're still they're still good, yep. but they're not what they were last year. Trubisky, uh, I mean, we've we've torn him up enough. I don't. There's not much more to say no, there. Nothing, so, nothing more to say. So I, I think really what it comes down to, if, if it was Stafford versus a, a less than impressive Bears defense – I think it would be a very interesting game. I think the Lions still come out ahead at home. But without Stafford, I think the, the Bears' defense is going to have no problem stopping the Lions' offense. And it's going to be a you know, 6-3 win or something. It's it's not going to be an impressive, fun game. Yeah, the Bears are four-point favorites. The over-under in this game is just 37. And the sad thing is that I think it's going to go under. I Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm confident on that under. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and Lady Edith joins us with the Chicago Bears. So all across the board, we all have the Chicago Bears. We'll move on to Dallas as the Dallas Cowboys host the Buffalo Bills. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. I can just say, oh, the Cowboys are going to be mad of how they performed. And everyone's like, well, the Buffalo Bills are bringing in the number three defense in the league. And I'll say, yeah, but they're not playing in a monsoon this week. That's what I told Greg, the Bills fan, who DM'd me on Twitter. <laughs> I said, yeah, I understand. De- Bills defense is great. And, you know, the, the pick. I, si- I honestly think that game had been in a dry football field that the Cowboys do a lot more damage on offense than they did uh, 
in, in New England in that month. I, I would agree that the Cowboys' offense would do more damage, but I'm guessing the Patriots' offense would also do more damage. Really? Yeah. Because they didn't they did, they seem to be clicking. Well, it was a monsoon. It was a monsoon. It was I awful. I mean, you're, you're – The weather did, – uh, did you see that one shot where the rain was coming sideways? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. That's horizontal rain. How is that even possible? That's what, that's what they were playing. Yeah, I mean, the, the only advantage there – so we've always got when we get to this time of the year the the weather advantage. Yes, being a Packers fan, you know, playing outdoors in Green Bay in December, Field. the frozen tundra, which tundra means frozen land. So you're saying the frozen frozen land. Well, we're Wisconsinite. <laughs> Twenty one out of us. <laughs> Where was plus plus the tundra doesn't sound quite so good <laughs> in an NFL film. I guess right? that's so. what it was. But but literally, someone made that decision. They were like tundra. If you look up tundra, it says frozen land and you're like but we got to put frozen in front of it it's got to be the frozen tundra all right someone made a decision to go with that the frozen tundra of lambo so with the with the packers playing the the vikings and the lions yeah bears usually once the bears are outside so there was always the argument that you're bringing in two dome teams in the lions and the vikings so therefore the packers have an advantage outside yes and i don't know that they necessarily do because having uh, lived the, in the, the upper Midwest, the cold affects everybody. So the cold affects everybody, and and the difference is, I mean, today here in in LA, it is forty eight degrees yes. and rain. I had Short a winter sweater. hat on. I had a, a, really? a sweatshirt on. Yeah, it was. You're it was from cold, cold bro. Uh, my blood has thinned. <laughs> I've been out of Wisconsin long enough. I am happy to say my blood is thinned. All right, and I don't know that it could thicken up enough to go back. That's funny. So. But that, but that's the thing is, if the Lions and Vikings players and coaches and everything else, they wake up in the morning and have to go pick up their paper in the front yard, in you know, on the driveway in the snow. They have to, sh- maybe they're not shoveling their driveways, but they're they're outside witnessing the cold weather, right? Experiencing the cold weather, their their bodies adapt to it. So playing in a dome versus playing outside, yeah, the dome's more comfortable. But they're not as bothered outside as right. say the Rams or the Cowboys yes. or the Buccaneers or somebody warm, coming warm from warm coming weather. To, yeah, yeah coming up so so the only thing going back to patriots and and cowboys would be uh, it rains a lot more up in new england than it does in dallas most of the time and when it does rain it's a colder rain up there in dallas it still rains just it's warmer yeah and it you know it rains just long enough to wet everything and then it stops and then it's sunny and beautiful except when it's flooding but (laughs) that's yeah that's another story (laughs) details 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 exactly um i'm gonna take the dallas cowboys and i think I think because of this, it's a short week. They're at home. They're ready for this football game. And I think they got uh, I think they got a rude awakening from their owner. Yes. And, and Slash general manager, yeah. as I as I've discussed. Yeah, we, well, only the general manager was talking to the to the press, so <laughs> we haven't heard from the owner yet. That's right. So, so the GM but but, but and, I think the GM has put day, them on notice. I mean, You're on this, notice. This is a holiday. Yeah. For the Cowboys. I mean uh, it's it's more than just Thanksgiving. I mean, this is this is not a prime time, you know, Monday or Sunday night game yeah. in Dallas. This is Thanksgiving in Dallas. Yes. This is a whole nother level. Coming in to play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving is very imposing. More so than other games. Yeah, I, I remember I do you remember do you remember Jason Garrett, the head coach, beating the Packers on Thanksgiving? Do you remember that game? Troy Eggman goes down in injury. Jason Garrett comes in. Everybody thinks the Packers are going to win this football game. 
Jason Garrett throws four touchdown passes <laughs> and beats the Green Bay Packers. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that this is stuff. Romo, one of his first starts, you know, when he got you know upgraded to the starting quarterback over Bledsoe, goes to Thanksgiving game, plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, throws five touchdown passes, and they they slaughter the Bucks. There's just stuff that happens on Thanksgiving there. It's just a special day for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. I'm going to take the – I don't like the line, six and a half. I think – oh, man. But I think the Cowboys are going to come in with a swagger. We're like, okay, you know what? What you've seen over the last couple of weeks from us, that's not us. And I think they're going to take care of business. Yep, I'm with you 100% on that. Oh, my God, Lady Edith, she's back on board, man. She is. She's you know what? This, solid this Saturday, what do you guys are – you, are you around this weekend? I think so. Yeah. I think she needs ice cream time with Mr. Miranda. We can do that. Yeah, yes. we're going to have to figure that out. All right. She's taking the Dallas Cowboys away. The final uh, game on Thanksgiving triple header. At night in Atlanta, the Falcons hosting the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> this could be considered another rematch game. I mean, if you think about it, who saw the Falcons beating the Saints a couple weeks ago? That's the second. That's two games this week that are rematches from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Who who thought that schedule? There's lots of that going on. Yeah, that's pretty weird. I'm like, hey, these dudes just played each other two weeks ago. Here they are again. I say it's revenge time for the Saints. I think the Saints took great exception to the clunker they laid against Atlanta, and I think they're going to go in there and they're going to take care of business. Atlanta has – Shown some life as of late, until they got beat down by the Bucks last well, week. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they 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 have been showing more life than they did for the previous, you know, eight weeks. Yeah, I I'm actually a little upset that I didn't take the Bucks last week because, I mean, you have to give it to the Falcons. You hold the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints to no touchdowns. You think they're going to play similar kind of defense to the Bucks? With the Bucks have been another one of those teams where one week they look fantastic, scoring 49 points against the Rams in the Coliseum, and then the next week they can't score 10 points. So it's it, been it, it's situations down. like this that I really wish I I was around film rooms for these teams more often. Right. Well, ever. They've. S- there's got to be a matchup in there. There's got to be something where somebody says, this is where you go and exploit it, to this have somebody win. like the Falcons just erase two teams that they're not supposed to beat right? and then turn around the next week and Get take a schlacking. Give up 45 points to the Bucks. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with my Saints winning. I think they've righted the ship, and they'll be, they're going to be extra amped for this football game. Um, yep, keeping it boring, I'm with you on that one. I uh, Falcons could surprise them, but I think they've surprised the Saints once. It's not going to happen a second Starting time. Starting to be a little nervous, as Lady Edith also has the New Orleans Saints. So we're in for uh, a lot of craziness. <laughs> Tomorrow will either be very happy for all of us or very sad for all of very us. Very sad for all of us. All right, that's all the Thursday Thanksgiving games. We hope you all enjoy uh, your Thanksgiving. I always say it's all about faith, family, friends, food, and football. All the F's that you can have on Thanksgiving. We hope you have a good one. We're going to move on to El Juego Gigante Estupendo de la Semana. This game is going to be huge, Steve. How huge? The San Francisco 49ers travel to Baltimore 
to face the Ravens. I don't understand why this is an early game and why it didn't get flexed into Sunday night football. I have no idea. Now, Sunday night football is Patriots. I, I don't know why they didn't flex it to be the only game on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, like, just, exactly. I'm sorry, Lions, Cowboys, yeah. one-year exemption yeah. here. This is the game this, we're putting on. It's the only game. I mean, I know it's the New England Patriots and they get eyeballs, but quite frankly, if ever there was going to be a reason to flex a game into Sunday night football, it was this game, the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. It's not flexed. It's and it's it's the early time, one o'clock Eastern, ten a.m. here. I'll tell you where I'm going to be ten a.m. Yeah. What's going to be on the big screen? Oh yeah, San Francisco 49ers versus the Baltimore Ravens. This is going to be good. It's going to tell us a lot of things. I don't know what it's going to tell us because I think both of these teams are really good, and the team that loses is maybe going to give up a little bit on the home field advantage front. I like I, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think so. I so think I, it's going to – Well, sure, they're, they're going to fall a little behind in home field advantage, but when you're looking at the AFC, the Ravens are 9-2. and two. The next closest division leader is 7-4. and four. So unless the Ravens are going to just – Yeah, but I'm talking about the number one seed here. These, these teams are playing oh, for yeah. number one seed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have clarified okay. that home field advantage throughout the entire play. Through the whole, all right, yeah, through the whole, the whole thing. thing. Right. So The loser is going to fall down a notch, right, because – if the, if the 49ers win and the Seahawks, who later on play the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm, I've got them to win that game, they're going to be tied with Seattle, and because Seattle has the drop tiebreaker, they're no longer going to be in first place in that division. Right. The Baltimore Ravens will then fall two games back of the New England Patriots. I'm sure they don't want to do that. Um, Especially although, given the remaining record the Patriots have. Where <laughs> oh, they're... my God. How is it that they still got to play the Dolphins, man? I mean, and the do they play the Bengals? I think the Bengals. They've got the the yeah. They've their their opponents for the last five games, last five weeks. Their opponents' records are combined twenty four and thirty one. Are you? And who are those none, teams? None of the well, w- only one of the teams has a winning record. So and that's it's, Houston, right? Uh, no, it's uh, I, I'm sorry, two. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so, so it's at, it's at Houston. Three. Never mind. God. Are you looking at the wrong one? No, No, I'm looking at the right one. Just go ahead. Tell us us the names. Who are they playing? Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. But So Texans, Chiefs. At Texans, Chiefs. Those are winning records. Yeah. Okay. The own 11 Bengals. At at the Bengals. Not that it matters. At the Bengals. Seriously, only 11. And then they they finish the season off two games at home against the Bills. And the Dolphins. And the Bills have a winning record, but the, the Bills aren't going into New England and winning. And then they got the freaking Dolphins. Have, they have one win, right? Two wins. Two, two wins. Yeah. So they have a two-win team, an offer team, yep. the Bills, who they always beat in their division at home, and then Kansas City and Houston. Yeah. Houston's the, really not going to go in. Could, the pa- Patriots are looking like they could easily you know, coast into the playoffs at 12-4. At and four. And, they've only have one loss right now, right? Right. They could easily coast in. If they make any effort, they're going to go in better than that. If they mail it in, they're going to be 12-4. and four. Yeah. They're not mailing anything in. No. So 14-2 and two is what it looks like. Easily. Which yeah. means the, the Ravens, to have a shot at the number one seed, have to win out. That's what we're looking for Baltimore. They To have a... In all likelihood, in all seriousness, a, a chance at the number one seed, the Ravens, because they beat the Patriots already, have to win out, and they have to expect that the Patriots lose one game. 
but based on what we're seeing from Jackson right now, I wouldn't be worried about yeah, Jackson be. going into New England. <laughs> I would I wouldn't worry about that either. All right, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm on the Baltimore Ravens. And Lady Edith is on the ball. Does she have a crystal ball now? I believe she does. How yeah. is she picking her games now? I still, I'm still a little curious. It's, it's, it's just they, they, the teams are given in they, order, they, and she just picks them. She picks them. <laughs> all right, she's got the Baltimore Ravens. We've all got Baltimore. Look, this is going to be a great game. People, check it out. Uh, you know, two of the young quarterbacks of the league in Garoppolo and and Lamar Jackson. You already heard my rave on him. But I think if the Baltimore Ravens at home play how I saw them play on Monday Night Football, I don't know if San Francisco has a chance. In this no, I don't. I, the the Raven, if there is an offense out there that can do something reliably against the 49ers defense, it's going to be the Ravens. With, with that balanced approach from multiple different angles, they're the one team that is going to take advantage of the 49ers. Lots of good football to see here. That's our El Juego Jugante Estupendo de la Semana. We're moving on to Games of the Week. We start in Indianapolis where the Colts host the Tennessee Titans. Now, I... Six and five burnout here. Uh, it's a burnout. Well, the loser of this game could pretty much kiss the playoffs goodbye. Yes. Yeah. You're you're kissing playoffs goodbye. I, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean it because it's six at six. You're not going to catch the. Theoretically, there's only one wild card team left. Yeah, so the the Bills left. short short of the Bills kind of falling off. They've they've locked which up they the might. First. They've got some. So, you they, know, they've got the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Patriots, and Jets to go. So yeah, they they might end up with only of those five games two wins. Yeah, which would put them at ten and six, and ten and six. Probably gets you in, but if you're if card. you're going in as if, if you lose this week and to your point and you go six and six, yeah. you're you're a bubble team having yeah. to win out the last four weeks of and, your season and to a lot of help up top. Right. So, so right now there's in the AFC there are four teams at six and five, and the Browns at five and six. So you lose this game and it's going to be pretty hard to get through that log jam. Yeah. In the wild card. Get to the playoffs. All right. Uh, I like the Indianapolis Colts at home. I think the three-point loss last week to Houston uh, kind of woke him up. And I like what I'm seeing from Jacoby Brissett. It didn't look like they lost too much because of Marlon Mack going down to injury. They might have him back for this football game. Um, he's, a, I think, a game-time decision right now. I think the Colts win. I think the Tennessee Titans have been playing good football. They've been playing, playing really good football at home. And then they have a drop-off when they go to the road. Here they are going to Indianapolis. It'll be a hostile environment. And the Colts, for whatever reason, with luck or even without luck, have a way of having the Tennessee Titans number. And they always seem to beat up on that team. I'm going to stick with the Indianapolis Colts at home. I think we've got Tannehill, who is finally starting to run this offense the way we thought Mariota should, should run. run it. So, I've got some confidence here that that we're going to see Tannehill do a little something that we're not expecting. They're going to go in and win this game. I am not a big Tannehill fan. I don't. Yes, they've been looking really good. Come on, but last week they looked good against Jacksonville, and I'm gonna bet that maybe if you and I found 
nine really fast guys and strong guys that 11 of us could go and probably beat the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Maybe, yeah. Possible. I mean, if we lose, we just barely lose. We're not going to get run out of the place. All right, that's not fair. No, that's, that's not no, fair. To the not Jag- at all. Not at all. Not fair to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But the Tennessee please, Titans. Please, please know we're saying this with yeah. big smiles on our face because we know there's no chance in hell. <laughs> we're laughing, people. Come on. But that's kind of what Tennessee made them look like last week, though. I mean, almost irrelevant. I'm. I got the Colts. I'm very. I'm very confident with the Colts. And I'm. I'm not very. But I am comfortable with the Titans. I'm not. I just lost last week with the Colts as the challenge. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing. I may do it again, but I'm. I don't know. I'm not sure. Lady Edith is with me again. Indianapolis Colts. So I. Hey, that that may that may be what pushes me over the edge. I'm not sure yet. H- has it worked for you yet? No, not yet. No. No. All right, the Kansas City Chiefs. Facing the Oakland Raiders. Man, the Raiders lost ugly last week. That was <laughs> I did not see that coming at no, all. No, not at all. They they had looked so good for a couple of weeks yes. in a row there. And the Jets just didn't they just smack them back into reality? Yes. Like take that of of all the teams. Welcome the back Jets. to reality. Yes. yes, the Jets just smacked them around. I think it was thirty four to three was the final. Now the Kansas City Chiefs can pretty much uh, they can't wrap up the division but they can pretty much wrap up the division with a win here over the Oakland Raiders. Oakland needs this game worse than the Chiefs need the game. Let's put it yes, that way. very much. Right? Um, it's not going to happen. Kansas City Chiefs are coming off a bye. That means that's given time to for Mahomes to get healthier. Um, we still don't know if Tyreek Hill is going to play in this football game. He is day-to-day uh, with a hamstring injury. I say, you know what? Keep him out until he's 100%. I want Tyreek Hill in the playoffs. Sit him if you have to because I think the Kansas City Chiefs can take care of Oakland Raiders uh, without having Tyreek on the field. I've got Kansas City, and I've got them winning easily. Uh, let's see. So just update on Hill. Um He's full par- practice participant right now. Oh, there you go. So that means the, the he's, he's not listed as questionable at all. So. The week off did him well. Um, I just think that further adds to the firepower that Mahomes will have against the Raiders, and I've got Kansas City with the win. Yeah, if if the Chiefs are going to make a, a run in the playoffs, it starts now. Yeah, it, they they've got to take care of business with the Raiders, which I think they're going to do at home, and especially at home. You can't lose at home anymore. They've already they've had their three losses at home. That that's enough. Let's uh. Let's, as Chris Berman would say, circle the wagons at Arrowhead, and and, and get the. And win. really, their their challenge is they've got they've got to beat the Raiders this week. Then they go to New England, and then they finish off the seasons Broncos at the Bears and Chargers. So yeah. they've they've got their last five games. Three of them are division opponents. Then you add the Patriots in there, and you throw the Bears for good measure. I mean, the next this and the Patriots are really yeah. you win those two games and. And you can almost put it on cruise control into the playoffs. You're right. not getting a home field advantage. You're playing no. for third seed. But that that may be all they need. I think the Chiefs can go on the road and play some good football. Yep. All right. Uh, Lady Edith also has the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll move on to Houston, where the Texans welcome the New England Patriots. Welcome. Yeah, I don't know if they necessarily welcome them. but uh, Oh, great. We get the Patriots <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, 
I, I'm back on. Look, I was I was the bold one who took the Ravens to beat New England, and that was their one loss. I don't know if I'm not thinking. I, I, I thought I was being bold last week by taking Dallas. It was it was close, but yeah. it just didn't come out on top. I don't know if I can do that anymore. I originally, when I slated this in, I had Houston, but right, I think literally five minutes before you showed up at my door, I changed it back to what, New England. What's the line on the game? The New England Patriots are favored in this game by three points. Okay. Why? I, I made my picks a day and a half ago, and I remember the oh. same type of thing. Of That line is a lot closer than it's, I would anticipate. It's low. It, it took me Look, a the, little bit of back and forth before I settled in on the Patriots. For four games, the New England Patriots offense has been pretty – Inept? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> word for it. They, they – They've not looked spectacular on offensive side of the ball. They've been winning their football games because of defense. Right. And, they, I mean, and that's the first time you could say that about the Patriots in, in a pretty a long, long time. time yeah. Because um, usually Tom Brady gets the job done. Haven't been getting it. He scored 13 against the Cowboys. The week before they had 17 against the Eagles. The week before that it was what? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they – what's the last time they've gotten over 20? That, that was, would be my question. They scored 20 against the the Ravens in their loss there. But that was a loss. And that was, well, what, four sure. weeks ago? Three, Three weeks, weeks ago, ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago, uh, 27 when they beat the Browns. The week before. 33, they beat the Jets. 35 so, beat the Giants. 33 beat the Redskins. Yeah, 16, then, they beat the Bills. Look, look at <laughs> the – but 60 – but you see when they play good teams – they, I mean, they're not blowing good teams right. out. Exactly. They, they, their big blowouts were Giants, Redskins. I mean. Yes, they, they've scored a lot of points against the Steelers week <laughs> one. Dolphins, Jets, Redskins, Giants, Jets again. Uh, the, the Browns. I want that schedule. I saw. Yeah. Seriously, I don't know how every week, every year, they just have that schedule. And, you know. And Paige said, oh, we are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Look at me. I don't know why Paige's fans all of a sudden sounded like they were kind of like a, a French warrior or something. But that's that's how they – and it's like, well, who have you played? Right? No, yeah. They, yeah. No. Okay. I'm still taking New England. <laughs> all that to say, I've got the Patriots in this football game. Let's see. The Patriots – ooh, this is ugly. Uh, since 2003, the Patriots and Texans have played 11 times. And that record is 10-1 and one oh. in favor of the Patriots. I think we've all got the Patriots. A uh, Lady yeah, Edith even has the they're, Patriots. They're eight straight in this series. Yeah. So We've all got the New England Patriots. Nothing new to they, see They here. haven't been blowout wins, but they've, yeah. Yeah, they take care of business. All right, the final game of the week, the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Monday night football. I suspect if this football game were played in Minnesota, I might be inclined to take the Vikings, but in Seattle, in that loudness where you can't think, where your ears literally hurt, Steve. I was there for a Monday night football game against San Francisco. My ears hurt. That's how loud it gets in Seattle. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks to take care of business. Yeah, I'm with you exactly. I, the Vikings are are going into a very very tough environment yeah. in Minnesota. I would I would probably lean on the Vikings. I but just don't see them doing that in Seattle. What concerns me about the Vikings, it, 
about this game is that the Vikings are coming out of bye. So they're going to be fresh. They're going to be rested. Um, I'm sure they will have had plenty of time. They're going to have plenty of time to come up with something that's going to, you know, maybe throw the Seahawks off balance. But what I've been finding with Russell Wilson, who is, is quietly having, you know, right now everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson um, and and how that football team is doing. But Well, until Wilson or until Jackson started going off, Big time in the last Wilson three, four weeks. Talk, Wilson right? was the talk of, of the MVP. And, and and to to do it, look, they lost Baldwin in the offseason, who was his go-to wide receiver. And Lockett, Tyler Lockett, I'm not not taking anything away Tyler Lockett, but the rest of that staff, DK Metcalf, uh, I, I can't, and I honestly can't mention, outside of Lockett and DK Metcalf, I can't honestly say who the other wide receivers are. I, I think they brought in Luke Wilson back to be the tight end, which how in the world did that happen? He was a Raider in the offseason, and, and now he's playing with Seattle. And they're utilizing him, and that's the thing. Russell Wilson is throwing to, I would say, uh, he he really doesn't have a number one wide receiver, yet he finds a way to work with what he's got, and the Seattle Seahawks just continue to find ways to win football games. Is that going to catch up to them eventually? Quite possibly, but right now they're taking care of business. And in this in this venue um, up in Seattle, where they where it is truly one of the final remaining places that is a true home field advantage, uh, I don't see how Minnesota wins the game. So I, I'm okay taking the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, I'm with you, Seahawks. Lady Edith also has the Seattle Seahawks. So correct me if I'm wrong. We've gone through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. That's half of the games on the schedule, and we've only differed on one game. Kind of scary. Or we haven't differed on any games. Well, you and Lady Edith have not differed on any games. You and I are the Tennessee Indianapolis yeah, game. You and I have one game. That that is. I'm nervous now. I'm nervous now. So let's move on to games of interest. <laughs> The Jacksonville Jaguars host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers early Sunday game. And, uh, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, what's funny is that they are right now deciding, yes, we are going to stick with Nick Foles. Man, you paid that fool a grip of money. What do you mean you're going to stick with Nick Foles? What What do you mean, Steve? Who, who are they going to go with instead? <laughs> Ty, uh, Minshew. Well, sure, they'll bring the mustache back. But- bring the mustache back. What but is that do? really good for business? I mean, how much no. do you pay Foles? A lot. A lot of money. So, <laughs> getting rid of him, I mean, you're not going to. It's going to hurt. <laughs> you're not going to put that paycheck on the bench. No. No, you're not. Stick with Nick Foles. You're going to be fine. You're not playing for anything. What are the Jags? Uh, Four and seven. Oh, yeah. They're, it's They're not mathematically eliminated. Well, just go ahead and what you tell me at the beginning of the show. Who is the only team that's mathematically eliminated? <laughs> only, only the Bengals. They are haven't won any right. games, Steve. Of course, they're eliminated for playoff contention. Well, that's not the surprise. What, what's, what is a bit of the surprise is that is none that of the other teams, the Dolphins, the um, wait a minute, the, don't the Dolphins have two wins? The Dolphins, How the Giants, are they not? and the Redskins, all with two wins, are not mathematically eliminated. If really? they win out and, and everybody else loses, they can still theoretically make a wild card spot. Really? 
I mean, is that where we're at? Math doesn't lie. All right, you and I both know none do of I these teams are making the playoffs. Do I need to get? Does not lie. Do I need to get Professor Playoffs in here? Not because yet. I will bring him in here, and he will tell you the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins are not making the playoffs. I don't care what math says, and I love math. I'm a proponent for mathematics, not how they teach it in schools now, but still, I am a proponent for mathematics, Steve. And I don't care what Matt says; those teams aren't making the playoffs. So if the Giants, the Giants win out, they would go seven and nine. And I guess the Cowboys lose out, and the Cow- Eagles the lose lo- out. Yeah, if the Cowboys and Eagles all, both lose out, and the Giants win out, they would win the division at seven and nine. Yes, is that happening? No, I never said it was <laughs> going to happen. I said the math is telling me that they are not eliminated. <laughs> This isn't new math. This is basic. <laughs> yeah, there math is, is still math. a I should play theoretical. The clip. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the clip ready for next week with Mr. Incredible saying, "Math is math. Math is math." I I literally rolled out of my chair laughing yes. in the movie theater when he's having a hard time. <laughs> if you haven't had kids <laughs> learning math in the last ten years in the United States, you're not gonna find that joke as funny as those of us that do. <laughs> math is math. Math is math. How do you change math? <laughs> It's freaking going crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. I don't see the Jags putting up much of a fight. Uh, they might, but, yeah, I'm I'm with you on the on the Bucs. They've got just enough firepower that they, and, and just enough reason to play. Lady Edith on the Bucs makes me want to take the Jacksonville Jaguars just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Just a little bit makes me want to move over. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Bucks. I think Bruce Arians has that uh, offense at least alive for a little bit. We'll move on to Arizona, where the Cardinals host the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh, I just had an interesting thought. Arizona can win this football game. They could. They might. Yeah this this was one that I sat on this pick for a while because my head is telling me that this is the Rams all the way. Yeah, man, but the Cardinals have been playing good football. They have been showing the signs of life that I think everyone knew might show up, but we made fun of for not showing up earlier in the season. (laughs) I know. You took too long, man. We are are people that are like, give me right now. Give it to me right now. We were ready to get on your bandwagon, (laughs) but the bandwagon just – you couldn't get the oil chains fast enough for it us to get on short, it. fell short, so. and we were just like, no, that's we, it. You... We grabbed the Raiders and the and the Browns. Oh, yeah, and we waited too long. It hasn't really worked for us, uh, but uh, still. Other bandwagons were here and ready to go, and you were just kind of like put, putting along. But. I mean, so so the Cardinals have been playing better, I guess. That that's The Rams got, looked in We've that. got that in our head, but just for the record, they have lost four straight. Yeah, but they've been now, in every single one of those games. They've lost of those four games. Give me, give me the scores of those games. 31-9, 28-25, 30-27. Wait, wait, wait. But that 28-25, wasn't that against San Francisco? It was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 30-27 and 36-26. So 30-27, that's another three-point loss. Well, who's that to? Uh, the Buccaneers. All right. And then the, their last loss? 36-26. Also to the Niners, and that was a three-point game until the final play of the game, where where you know they were trying the they were trying to throw the ball and they fumbled and it was recovered for a touchdown. So it's it was a ten-point win ultimately, but that was a three-point game until the final seconds. Um, yeah. So I, the, 
when they're you really, playing good when football. You really and look, that was against San Francisco again. When you look through their schedule, they've had a tough schedule. They right, so they tied play. the Lions to open the season. That was they crazy. lost to the Ravens. That, they was, lost. The, that was the challenge game at yeah. <laughs> the beginning of the season. They <sighs> lost They lost to the Panthers. They lost to the Seahawks. Then they beat the Bengals, Falcons, Giants. Then they've lost to the Saints, 49ers, Bucks, and 49ers. Hmm. I mean, their losses have not been – given where they are, they they they've basically they've lost the games they we expect them to lose they've won the games that we would expect they'd have a chance to play and the rams have not looked good no they haven't i mean i have I, the rams picked here but i don't feel safe on this pick at all i have the rams as well and in the line 10 or 9 or something i mean it's right now no the the rams are only favored by 3 only favored by a field goal huh. on the road so for some reason i thought it was more but yeah, it's a three three point game, uh, three point line. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my Rams pick. Yeah, this is a very very shaky pick, but but I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams have more firepower. It's just whether or not that firepower is interested in ready playing to right play. Now. Yeah, there you go. So we've all got the Rams. Lady Edith is there as well. We'll move on to uh, Sunday afternoon as the Pittsburgh Steelers host. The revenge game against the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) You know, oddly enough, Mason Rudolph will not be playing in this football game. I hadn't heard that. Why? Um, He got benched. He got benched last week for Duck. Oh. (laughs) You you remember? Yeah. Okay. I think they're sticking. I believe, unless I'm incorrect, I believe they are sticking with that, Benji. Can you you see yeah. anything? Yeah. Right? It appears. Duck right Hodges. Now. Yep. That's that's the, so so it, it So no one will have the opportunity to throw a helmet at Mason Rudolph again, is what I'm saying. Well <laughs> You're assuming that Duck is gonna make the full game. <laughs> Does anybody know why they call him Duck? Anybody? Wasn't he like the Duck Call champion or something? Duck Call champion? (laughs) Really? I think we should Google why is Devlin Hodges called Duck? See what it says. Because he supports uh, Trump? It was... was (laughs) I just made that up. Actually, there are some tweets that he says he supports. Why? Did you tweet? Did you do it? No, I'm I'm trying to find anything, okay. but no. So um, he got his nickname uh, because <laughs> really, that's all it is. He's an avid duck hunter, and yeah, he okay. has so, great duck calls. I I think I remember when he played a couple of games earlier in the season. They had yeah, they were highlighting him, and they had him doing his duck calls. Yeah, so I. I didn't pay enough attention to see was he just a duck hunter or was he some acclaimed duck hunting you know, he duck had, call. He was champion. really good with the with the with the with the duck calls. Yes. Good. And yeah. uh Mike Tomlin apparently per ESPN once called him Duck Dynasty. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> so he became Duck Hodges. And there would be the unfortunate tie to why people are saying he's supporting who he's supporting. On Twitter, so. <laughs> Whether he is or isn't, I don't. Well, have apparently a clue, there were but. there were some. Tw- he tweeted out some support, some tweets in support of 
the man sitting in the in the Oval Office. Yep. All right. Moving on. I've got the Cleveland Browns. I was on the wrong side of the fiasco last time, and I'm not going to let that happen again. And, Steve, if you're sticking with your pick, I'm going to lock this in. I, I am sticking with my pick. I don't believe th- the Browns are going to be hot. The Browns are going to be ready to go, but so are the Steelers. Oh, man. You're really taking Pittsburgh? Lock it in, people. Lock. You know why? I want you to lock it in as a challenge game because this is my first lock of the week. I'm going to give you two locks, Steve, two of them. This week, I am three I am three straight locks so far going in. I'm at eight and five. I was at five and five, which just really irked me. I've won three in a row. I'm eight and five. I'm going to go for nine and five right here. Cleveland Browns are only favored by a point. Can anybody, somebody with a brain tell me why? They are only favored by a point. This is literally without the exception of them having Miles Garrett at defensive end. The same two teams they met two weeks ago, and it was a 14-point win. Why are they only favored by a point? Because they're in Pittsburgh this time? And the Steelers are throwing out Duck Hodges? What I'm trying to figure out is why are we suddenly saying that the Browns are the ones that are going to be fired up for this game? Because they were the attacker. They were, wait a minute, the attacker? The attacker, look, who Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was in the wrong. He swung the helmet, but I think the Steelers were coming after him. If I, it was because of his the irateness coming after him that he swung the helmet. If if I push you and you deck me and break my nose, <laughs> who's in the wrong there? Me. Right. So why is everybody feeling sorry for you suddenly? They, they feel sorry for me because they lost the guy. The guy suspended. Doesn't get to play football again this year. And we've said rightfully so. Right, but but so still, why, why? that makes my me as a so, teammate. So fine, as, I'm mad as a teammate. I'm coming. I'm you're the team that messed up my potential chances at a playoff run because you took one of my best players away. I'm coming after you now. They're gonna come after them. And the Steelers are saying you're the guys who took a swing at our quarterback. <laughs> That's true. You think yeah. I'm not gonna try to punch you back? The problem is that quarterback's not on the field no well, more. It doesn't matter. Neither is the defensive end. <laughs> and that's why. But that that. That's visibly hurts the Browns. I think they're going to be amped up about that. And I'm all I'm saying is the Steelers are going to be equally as amped up because they were the ones that were attacked. All right. So they're going to be as fired up for this game as the Browns are. This is going to be an emotional, hot game on both sides of that game, on both sides of that ball. Oh yeah, this will be. This will probably be. Uh, and I'm not saying I. Grade. I don't think the Browns are in the right to suddenly say that they're the ones that were wronged in this transaction. Main screen on on Sunday afternoon. This yes, it will. One be. of the after one of the few afternoon games. The only three afternoon games, four afternoon games. Well, no, three afternoon. Only three afternoon games. G- yeah, given the, that the, they've got three games on good. Thursday, yeah, that's, that's about right. There's only three uh, this afternoon, and it, it'll be probably main screen. Um, yeah, I'm good. Lock it in. It's the it's the challenge game. It is the luck. The Cleveland Browns by one. I feel they will win by more than that. It's going to be. They're, they're just the, – the Steelers are looking – the Steelers just lost – they almost lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Steve, they were actually losing to the Cincinnati Bengals for a long time. And with a guy that has now been – Finley, who was at quarterback, the rookie quarterback, who's now been benched, and they're bringing back Andy Dalton. That's how bad the Steelers looked last week. And Great. They're not going to look – they're going to look just as bad against Cleveland. So – 
the team's performance last week is going to dictate what they're going to look like this week. Uh, if, if no, but <laughs> but their performance last week is going to be a little bit indicative of how inept they are on the offensive side of the ball. So you're comfortable with your Cowboys pick then? Yeah, they were pretty bad last week. Right, but. But once again, apples and oranges, Steve. Apples uh, no, and oranges. I don't think it the is. The Cowboys' offense were, was playing in a monsoon. The, the I, Steelers' offense was not playing in a monsoon. There's a big difference there. The, the problem, see, you keep saying that the Cowboys' offense was playing in the monsoon. They were. The rain didn't stop when the Patriots went on <laughs> offense. It was, it was a little bit lighter. Both teams, You can yeah, see it right. was a little lighter. <laughs> right, when, yes. No, no, no. The I National understand Weather it. Service but both of those saw teams, the radar pictures. But yes. both of those teams looked really bad in the weather is all I'm saying. Right. Pittsburgh had a great weather in Cincinnati, and they looked awful against the Bengals team that everybody's been scoring 30, 40, 50 points on. Because you go in knowing you're going to beat them. <laughs> so you're like, we're going to beat this team. We just we just need to score 16. That's going to be enough. Yeah. <laughs> so well, no, bad. you're not just going to score 16. It's like, look, we're going to be able to go in, walk all over them, and score 35. They walk out only scoring 16 going, wow, what the hell happened there? Exactly. Oh, what by the way, we there? just came off a Browns game, and we've got them again next week. Yeah, that's this is the one they, they were looking, looking ahead. They were looking ahead they over that game. I, All right. The looking the record, ahead strategy. The Steelers are still in the in the sixth playoff spot. They Where, they still have the wild card right where, now. Where's Lady Edith? Lady Edith is is not with me. There you go. She's with me on the Cleveland Browns. This is the challenge game. I've got the. I am. Look, I was on the wrong side two weeks ago, and I was angry for it. And I was so angry that I turned off the TV and I didn't see the helmet swing live. I was so mad at myself for that. I had to look at the replay. You're going to be mad again this no, week. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. If I, First of all, if I lose, it's over. It's over, yes. The, 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 it's over. I just looked at the How upset are you going to be when you lose the challenge game after two out of three weeks you're on the wrong side of Steelers-Browns? I'm not going to answer that question. All right, moving on. Moving on. The Denver Broncos hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. (laughs) Congratulations. We didn't have a lot of folks come out to the website and post stuff, but to a man, pretty much, it was like, yeah, Stephen not saying that he said the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. That was everybody's favorite part. Really, people? Come on. It's not like we're recording this or anything. You know, there wasn't ev- any evidence of you getting it wrong. I know. I know. Your, your staunch uh, yeah. denial of having said it was my favorite. <laughs> that's, that's what everybody said. Steven's saying that he didn't say that. Uh, okay, it happened. I've got the Chargers here. I've got the Los Angeles Chargers beating the Denver Broncos because I don't know what's going on in Denver. Does anybody know what's going on in Denver? I sure don't. Every time I look at them, it looks like they have decent pieces. But they just got rolled. But do you have any idea what's happening in L.A. with the Chargers? Well, at least I know the players on the Chargers that I think, you know, Bosa on defense looks pretty – Ingram on defense looks pretty good. They're going to get after the the Broncos. Offensively, Phillip Rivers, you know, might have regressed some. But he still has great weapons in Gordon and Allen and – and and Williams and Hunter Henry, it's it's gonna it's gonna be all right. Yeah, no, I. Given that it's at Denver, I want to know why you're taking Denver. That's the, I think the the question should be here since Lady Edith and I are on the Chargers and we're feeling pretty good about that is why you've got the Denver Broncos. So divisional game, 
Yep. Neither of these teams is really, I mean, again, they're, they're not mathematically eliminated, but neither team is really in the playoff <laughs> hunt, right? So this is this is a pride game for not being the bottom of of the AFC West. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the, these teams are not mathematically eliminated. <laughs> oh, I have to clarify that because okay. I got, got crap for saying that that the the, the Dolphins might make the playoffs. <laughs> not what I said. Oh, that's funny. They're not mathematically eliminated. That's awesome. Um, okay. So I, I mean, they've they've got. I mean, they're still playing kind of roulette with who's playing. I mean, Flacco's gone. Locke is gone. I, I, I just. This is one of these gut feelings. Okay. That that it's a gut the, feeling. The, you can have gut. The feelings. Chargers going into Broncos, divisional game, not Pay really playing other. for anything. Other than just pride, I I think the Broncos at home at Mile High. I mean, if if this weather continues, they what got three inches of snow, four inches of snow in the last yeah, couple of days. Yeah. They cleared out well in Denver, but yeah, but no, oh, the snow. My niece sent me a Snapchat of her driving. If I'm not mistaken, they've got another. The, the stuff we're getting right now is going to hit them. Yeah. So I think there's another storm brewing for for uh, come Sunday. So I I think, I think yeah. they might be playing in the snow, and I think that's going to favor the Broncos. I'm okay with the Chargers. I think the Broncos have uh, packed it in and are mailing it in, uh, getting ready to. As I call, they're, they're, they're setting up their tea times in January because they're <laughs> certainly not going to be playing. Um, and Lady Edith also has the Chargers. So, hey, you know what? Does Lady Edith and I have every pick the same? Yes. And and to spoil the rest of the picks, yes. You guys have the every same pick the across, same. across oh, the board. Yes. Gosh, that I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on right now. Are you serious? <laughs> i got to look at this. we got the same pick. Lady Edith's on the Chargers. Oh man, so I'm either gonna have one super week, or I'm gonna be yeah, six not, and ten. Yeah. That's that's a. For, unfortunately, for the record, if you're if you're six and ten, there's no chance that I'm any better than what. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> You'll be seven, seven and, and nine or something. I oh mean, it's not, my yeah. god! Uh, so we've all got. I, well, Lady Edith and I have the charges. You, for some inexplicable reason, have the. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. I know. It's Thanksgiving time, if, Steve. If I if I was worried about where I was on my overall Dude, season pick or the challenge, I don't game. think I can <laughs> catch you one. And I'm certainly, I mean, look, I have to be perfect for the next nine weeks on the challenge game. Yes, just to tie you. Yes, yeah, I don't think probably not going to happen. happen. Especially once we get into the playoffs and there are a lot fewer. You games. have a twelve game yeah. lead with six regular season weeks to go. I'm catching you there. That's no, yeah. I gotta catch you. I gotta make up two games every week, and we only differ with two games here. Yes. So I gotta if get I, both of them right. I get yes. If, I, if both of them are wrong, no, we differ on three. Is it a third one? No, no, no. Only yeah, two we games. Yeah, we got the Browns, Steelers. Oh, yeah, t- Colts, yeah. Colts. Yeah, Colts, Tennessee. You keep you keep blocking the Colts. Uh, yeah, I'm Titans to, out of your I head. I don't know why I'm yeah. taking it. I don't know why I'm taking it. But anyways, there you go. Nap games are all we have left. Real quickly, Redskins at Panthers. We're all on the Panthers. There we go. Jets at Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> We're all on the Jets, which is scary. And if you come out to the website, you'll see that we officially have the 0-16 watch for the Bengals. We've all got the Jets. Philadelphia Eagles at Miami Dolphins. We're all on the Eagles. Well, of course, I don't want to be, but it's the Dolphins. It's the Dolphins. And finally, the Green Bay Packers at the New York Giants. We're all on the Packers. That is my second lack of the week, Steve. I am giving you two. Why? Because it's Thanksgiving. 
and it's a it's 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 all about giving. It's a doubly happy. Yes, giving to weekend. you, and I'm feeling really good at my three straight w- weeks of victories. Lock the Green Bay Packers minus six and a half. They only got to win by a touchdown. The Giants are inept, man. They they the. Trubisky and the Bears were trying to give them. They were like <laughs> offering them the win. They were like, "Please just take the victory," and the Giants would have nothing to do with it. Take the Green Bay Packers. They're going to be upset at how horribly they performed last week against San Francisco. They will win this game against the Giants by double digits. Packers minus six, one lock. Browns minus one, second lock over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Challenge game is Browns Steelers. I've got the Browns. You've got the Steelers. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Good luck. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you for listening wherever you are and however you are listening to the show right now. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming on back. We'll see you next week with hopefully a Stephen Miranda Challenge Game win, possibly. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we're talking charity. Oh, there he goes. Stephen with the smack dog talking charity. (laughs) You've been listening to Stephen Miranda. I'm Steve Fry. For NFL Rants and Raves. We're out.